Hey guys, welcome back to the Growing Christ Podcast. I am your host, Shadora Foy, and today is January 27th, so we are on chapter 27 of Proverbs, continuing our 31 days of Proverbs, and we're so close to the end, you guys. I am so excited. This has put so much wisdom in my heart, and I am just truly holding on to it, and I pray that you all are too, and if this is your first time listening, I pray that you really get some insight and some wisdom from this, so I encourage you all to grab your Bibles and follow along and grab your pencils and your pens and your papers just to take notes and jot down any revelation that you get for yourself. And let's dive in with verse one. It says, do not boast about tomorrow for you do not know what a day may bring. So let's not talk all the time about tomorrow. Now it doesn't mean not be prudent and think about your future and different things, but you're not always supposed to, you know, make plans if you will about tomorrow and just talk about well I'm gonna do this tomorrow and I'm gonna do that tomorrow I'm gonna do this you should have a schedule yes a schedule is nice and you know knowing what you need to fit in but just leave some room for God to show you something different you know leave some room for stuff to happen because life happens as the worldly way of saying it is life happens but the the Um, biblical way of saying it is do not boast about tomorrow for you do not know what a day may bring forth you know that is the biblical way of saying that so we have to make sure that we are always mindful of God's plans over our own plans we have to we have to give God our plans we have to say God this is what I want to do tomorrow but I need you to bless it because it's not going to manifest unless you bless it. It's not going to manifest lest it be in your will. It's not going to manifest unless I humble myself and I seek you concerning this so you can tell me. So, I, Because it says that our hope should be the Lord. Our hope should be in the Lord. Meaning that we we can't really hope on anything else. But God is something that shall remain. God is a God of his word. So sometimes we make plans but we might get discouraged because we don't know what tomorrow brings. Yet we know if we bring them to God and God says, okay, I have those in my hand. Just just follow the steps that I've ordered for you. We know that we will not be let down with God. So just constantly remembering to acknowledge him in all your ways and just putting all your plans in his hands. And then in verse two, it says, let another man praise you and not your own mouth, a stranger and not your own lips. So verse two is talking about don't boast on yourself. I I think it was a podcast where I had said this, where um, I was like, a king doesn't have to go around always saying, I'm the king, I'm the king, I'm the king, I'm the king. You know, he doesn't do that. He wears his crown. He sits on his throne and he lets the squire and the other people be like, um, bow down before him. Here comes the almighty king. He's letting somebody else praise him. You know, when other people are clapping his hands, he's not clapping his hands. You know, he's not standing up. He's not bowing down before himself. No, he's letting other people praise him because that is how you shall be exalted by others. If you're exalted by yourself, if you exalt yourself, you shall be casted down. But if you humble yourself, God shall exalt you. That That is how it is. You should let other people talk good about you. You, you shouldn't have to talk good about yourself. You should let other people do it. You should let a stranger do it. Strangers will know you by your character. 
Strangers will be like, oh my gosh, that's that girl that helped at the youth program. She was so nice. Or, oh my gosh, that's that boy that was so helpful at the the basketball thing. And that that was that person that um helped with the soccer and helped when we was having that uh, picnic. You know, that's that's the girl that did that. That's the boy that did that. You let strangers and you let people that you know talk good about you and you don't exalt yourself. You walk in that humility. You know, you walk in humility and you shall be exalted. God said, if you humble yourself, he will exalt you. You know, if you walk humble before him, he will make your enemies at peace with you. Even your enemies have to say, oh my gosh, that's that's that one kid that was so nice. That's that one kid that was so helpful. Oh my gosh, that's that one girl that was just so good in the play. That's that one boy that was so good in the band. You know, you let other people do that for you. And then verse three, it says, a stone is heavy and sand is weighty, but a fool's wrath is heavier than both. And then in verse four, it says, wrath is cruel and anger a torrent, but who is able to stand before jealousy? So they say jealousy is as cruel as the grave. Like jealousy, we got to make sure that we stay far from having jealousy because that's not, it's not good to be an envious person. It's not good to be a jealous person. You know, if you've ever been jealous, it leads you to do things and to say things that you don't want to say because some things, like I was saying in the last podcast, that the, the spiritual world is real and that demons are real. So like some things that come against us, there's there's different ranks. You know, there's anger and then there's jealousy and jealousy can have multiple demons on one assignment. You know, jealousy, you can get angry at that person. You can lie against that person. You can start hating that person. You know, you can start doing like when it was talking about the um, the man who hates. He has seven abominations in his heart. So when you are jealous, you you can have multiple abominations in your heart. You know, it's like versus just being angry and maybe having one abomination in your heart, but being jealous and having multiple abominations in your heart. Because see, hate, when you hate somebody, you're more than likely angry. You're more than likely, you're mad at them. You know, you want to destroy them. You can do without them. You want to slander them. You know, you want to speak about their name. You want to crush them down in spirit. You want to have a lying tongue against them. You you want to do all those things. You want to have all those abominations in your heart. So when you are jealous, you have multiple abominations in your heart. And we have to make sure not to be jealous. And then five says, open rebuke is better than love carefully concealed. So some people have to be openly rebuked. I, I know I get sad about this because I'm like, oh my gosh, no, <laughs> like I don't want it. But some people, like I was saying in the last podcast, some people are not going to chillax until you pop their bubble. And sometimes you got to pop their bubble openly. You got to pop their bubble in front of a congregation. You know, he said in the Bible, it says to rebuke people openly so that others may fear we are all about leading people to God, not to ourselves. So when we rebuke them, you know, other people are going to fear and they're going to fear the God that we serve because it's not of us. Justice and righteousness isn't of us because it was um, in a few chapters back where it was talking about how after 
you'll get the fear of the Lord. Then you get to learn his justice and his righteousness. You know, you have to fear the Lord first and then you learn those things from him. So it's not of us. We we don't want justice and righteousness all the time. So it's of God. So they know, oh, they must they must serve something greater because why why would you want to do that? You know? So it sometimes justice and righteousness isn't of us. Like I don't want to rebuke people openly. That I don't even want to rebuke them in secret sometimes. Sometimes I just want to go about my business. But God is telling us sometimes we have to rebuke those people. Sometimes we have to be like, hey, that wasn't right. Or like um in the last chapter um where they were saying uh that person who says I was only joking is so deceitful. And sometimes you have to burst their bubble and say that joke was not funny. You you just got to rebuke them openly, you know. Sometimes that's just what you have to do. And then in verse 6, it says, Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. Verse 7 says, A satisfied soul loathes the honeycomb, but to a hungry soul, every bitter thing is sweet. Verse 8 says, Like a bird that wanders from its nest is a man who wanders from his place. And I just want to go back to verse 7. I know sometimes I do that and I read ahead and then uh, the revelation doesn't hit me till later. But um, where it said a satisfied soul loathes the honeycomb, but to a hungry soul every bitty thing is sweet. So when I think of loathe, I think of just like, you know, tramples. Well, in my Bible it says tramples on. But I think of like, you know, just like not caring, like nonchalant about it. And then to a hungry soul, every bitter thing is sweet. So um, this is kind of like, you know, you have to make sure that you appreciate what you have. You have to make sure that, you know, when you're a satisfied soul, you you trample on the hum, on the honeycomb. But to a hungry soul, every bitter thing is sweet. So you have to make sure that you are a hungry soul. Because only when you're a hungry soul will you get to recognize the things of God. Will you get to make the things that are bitter also sweet? When openly rebuking someone sounds bitter, you it tastes sweet to you because you know the God that you serve. Versus being a satisfied soul and being like, "No thanks, I don't, I don't want to openly rebuke them. I just rather, I'd rather go about my way. I'm fine. No thanks, God. I, I don't want to give to the hungry. Somebody else got them. It's okay." No thanks God. I don't I don't want to I don't want to do the bitter things. I don't want to suffer, Lord God. I don't want to suffer persecution. I'd rather all my friends like me. I'd rather keep quiet about how I'm a Christian and how I go to church. I don't want to be judged, but that hungry soul, that soul that's hungry for God, like God used me in all my ways. God, I will go to my school and I'll scream, I'm a Christian and I'm proud. You know, those bitter things, those friends that walk away from me because they don't believe like I believe, those family members that can't stand me because they, I don't like tailbearers around me because all they do is bring strife. I'm, those bitter things are going to taste so sweet to me. But having a satisfied soul. And that is something that we, we don't need to have when you're a Christian. When you're a Christian, just some Christian 101. You don't, you never need to have a satisfied soul. Because it's like, okay, God, I'm, I'm stopping right here. You know, you done showed me glory after glory, miracle after miracle. But I'm going to stop at this one. 
I'm I'm satisfied right here. You know, I think this is right about where I want it to be. No, you need to have a hungry soul. God, you show me this miracle, so I know that you'll show me the next one. God, you you want me in church on Sundays, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go to youth group, God. And if they don't have youth group on Wednesday at my church, I will not sit home and be idle. I will go to another church and go to another youth group, Lord, because I'm hungry for you, Lord God. I am hungry. I'm not satisfied. You can't be satisfied. God doesn't want you to ever be satisfied because God is the God that is more than enough. So, you know, you you can't be satisfied with more than enough. You shall never be satisfied. You should always be hungry cuz guess what? God is a feast. He has he has so much more than what we can eat on purpose. He does that on purpose. He is the God that is more than enough on purpose. He is the almighty God the beginning and the end and the alpha and omega on purpose he he didn't say that he's the god that is more than enough just because he wanted to be and he wanted at that one point that you get satisfied okay he didn't say i'm the god that is satisfaction you know i'm the god that um is just stops at the satisfy no i'm more than enough so as soon as you hit that satisfaction of having enough guess what you got so much more so you need to get hungry you you need to get hungry for God. God is something to be hungry for. It is not God is not something to be satisfied. You should never just be satisfied cuz guess what? You'll start trampling on the honeycombs. You'll start trampling on the things of God. You'll start trampling on the gifts that God has given you because you're satisfied. You'll start trampling on the miracles and you'll start trampling on the works that God has for you the the greater purpose that God has for you. You'll start trampling on those things because because you're satisfied. So you'll start saying, no thanks, God. No thanks. I know the honeycomb is sweet, but no, I'm full. God, no thanks. I, I know the miracle is good, but no thanks. I'd rather not have hope. I'd rather not stretch my faith anymore. I think I'm good right here. You know, I think I'm good going to church every Sunday. No thanks, God. I don't I don't want to go to the youth groups. No, God. Mm-mm. Nope. I don't, I don't want to do that. No, God, I'm, I volunteer at the food bank every, every month. God, nope, I don't, I don't need to go and help out with the youth. I don't need to go and help out at the church with the other outreach ministries. No, no, God, I'm good. I'm satisfied right here. But that hungry soul, every bitter thing is sweet. Every, it may take your time away. You, you may have, you may do sports and you may have only a few hours to yourself in the day, but you're like, God, even though it's bitter to go out and help the church versus staying at home when I can stay at home and have my relaxation and have that time all to myself. But guess what, God? This, this bitter thing of taking my time and giving to the church, that bitter thing tastes so sweet to me. It tastes so good to me, Lord God. It is not, it's like it isn't even bitter. God calls things to be as they are not so. So it may look bitter to the scales on our eyes. It may look bitter. But in our mouths, once we get it up to our lips, we recognize how sweet it truly is. So that is just something to be mindful of. And then in verse 8, it says, like a, 
Oh, well, I already read verse 8, but I guess I'll repeat it. (laughs) Like a bird that wanders from its nest is a man who wanders from his place. Verse 9 says, Ointment and perfume delight the heart, and the sweetness of a man's friend does so by hearty counsel. Verse 10 says, Do not forsake your own friend or your father's friend, nor go to your brother's house in the day of your calamity. For better is a neighbor nearby than a brother far away. Verse 11 says, My son, be wise and make my heart glad, that I may answer him who reproaches me. Verse 12 says, A prudent man foresees evil and hides himself. The simple pass on and are punished. So this isn't talking about being afraid of evil. It's not talking about seeing the devil and be like, Oh gosh, I'm scared. I think I'm going to walk the other way. Or seeing persecution and be like, No thanks, I'm not I'm not going to get persecuted today. I'm going to deny my faith. I ain't, I'm not going to walk in that way. Or seeing trials and stuff because God said that we are more than conquerors. But no, it's seeing that talebearer and saying, Nope, I'm not going to gossip with this person today. No, no, sir, no, ma'am. It's seeing, it's seeing that lying tongue and saying, nope, I'm, mm-mm, I can't, I can't talk with that person. Seeing, seeing that friend who is a drunkard, seeing that friend who is always going to parties, that, that family member who is always trying to get you to, in trouble and get you to do something. You just like, you see it and you start hiding from it. You start saying, nope, I'm not going to do that. But that simple person, they pass on and are punished. They, they go to that party. They, they, they drink that drink. You know, they, they lie. They gossip with that person and they are punished. But you have to be prudent. You have to, you have to be prudent and you have to have that discernment and you have to foresee that evil and hide yourself. And kind of like what I was saying in the last podcast, where you just got to be cordial with some people. Everybody, you can't pass on. You know, everybody, you can't pass by. Sometimes you got to duck and hide. Sometimes you got to say hi and bye and walk as fast as you can. You know, you cannot always pass on those people. And then in verse 13, it says, take the garment of him who is surety for a stranger and hold it in pledge when he is surety for a seductress. Verse 14 says, he who blesses his friend with a loud voice rising early in the morning, it will be counted a curse to him. So we should not bless our friends with loud voices. You know, we shouldn't always... Oh, well, this verse is actually... (laughs) Thank you, God, for correcting me. This verse is actually talking about um, not always going to your friend's house. Like, not always being at your friends, like, interrupting their time. You know, respecting other people's time. I was gonna go all left field. But, um, this verse is actually just talking about don't not wake up early in the morning and go over your friend's house all the time, banging on their door. And this can also be, like, today with social media. Don't text your friend at, like, five o'clock in the morning or don't keep them up all night. You know, just don't, don't call them while they're in their relaxation time. Like, don't do that. That is so rude. So it can be counted as a curse, you know, always trying to be over somebody's house or be always in their face, if you will. Like, that is not, that's not what a friend does. A friend is there, and I'm not saying don't be, like, friends and just, like, always be cordial with your friend. No, I'm not saying that, but just don't always bug them and take away their personal time. And then in verse 
um, 15, it says a continual dripping on a very rainy day and a contentious woman are alike. Verse 16 says, whoever restrains her restrains the wind and grasp oil with his right hand. Verse 17 says, as iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. So that is a true friend right there. So like we're going to start talking about what a friend is. So as iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. We are supposed to sharpen each other, you know, so sometimes we're not going to tell each other what we want to hear, you know, but we are to sharpen each other out of love, out of loving kindness. It's not always good to jump on the bandwagon with your friend or for your friend to always jump on the bandwagon with you. And sometimes I struggle with this, like within my friendships and even just my relationships in general. I'm that person that always like jumps on the big wagon and it's like, I'm not like sharp sharpening them, you know, as iron sharpens iron. I realize that I'm not really sharpening them and they're not, I'm not giving them the chance to really sharpen me. Like there are certain things that I just always automatically jump on with them. And, and I'm not saying that in a wicked way. I'm not saying that in a rude way or anything like, like they're wicked and I just run to it. No, I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying like when our conversations and different things, I don't really show them myself you know and that's something that is vital in a friendship um to really be ironing iron sharpening iron to have them love you and you love them back sometimes I have a problem with like love and God's been dealing with me with this um here recently that like sometimes I'm okay with um giving love and giving loving kindness but sometimes it's hard for me to accept it and I will be honest some of that is due to like some trust issues and different things and I'm always scared that people are going to hurt me knowing that that is not true and God over the years God has been showing me that that is not true and here recently I God has really been dealing with me about it because he had also talked about my how my relationship with man has affected my relationship with him and sometimes I'm like that with God. I'm always trying to work for God and always trying to dive deep in his word. And God's like, but you don't let me be God. You, you don't let me show up in your life. You, you don't really like, you know, have that hope in me that you should. It's not just about serving, but it's also about being a daughter, being a son. And that's just what God was um, dealing with me about. So I am trying to get better with that. So as always, if you want to put somebody on your prayer list, <laughs> but yes, I am really trying to um, get better with that and to really work on my um, relationships. So yes, we are to sharpen each other out of loving kindness and just really being there for each other. You know, it's not always about like what we have um, in common and different things and just leisurely things but it's also about just sharpening one another and making edifying one another you know that is what the body of christ is to do edify each other love each other you know keep each other going encouraging one another like you know and we were talking about gossip the last time and how sometimes we like to gossip with our friends or we like to gossip with our family but we should really start focusing on ourselves and different things and just talking about like what we need to do or hey you want to you want to pray together you know you want to pray about a certain situation how are you doing how are you feeling like you know it's draining Every time your friend comes to you and they're like, okay, did you see what this person had on? Did you see what this person, they're not sharpening you, you know, they're talking about somebody or every time, you know, your friend, um, me personally, like every time if my friends wanted to talk to me about something, I'm just like, uh-huh, 
uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Like that's not that's not actually sharpening. It's in sharpening is engaging in a conversation. Sharpening is talking about one another and just really you I'm not saying like pouring your heart on the issues of your heart, because sometimes that's not a friend either. But somebody who just um lightens their load on you, you know, that just unloads and flows all the issues of their heart on you, like you can do something about it. But no, but a friend is somebody that just sharpens you and checks up on you and is with you and stands for you and um just being that friend of yourself as well and that's something while I'm talking to you guys I'm talking to myself too and then in verse 18 it says whoever keeps the fig tree will eat its fruit so he who waits on his master will be honored verse 19 says as in water face reveals face so a man's heart reveals the man so uh, a man's heart is the reflection of who the man really is. As water reveals, as in water, face reveals face. As you look in water, that reflection, it looks back on you. A man's heart reveals the man when you, you see that reflection. So if that person, if evil flows out of their heart, that that reveals that that person has evil intentions. If good flows out of that person's heart, that reveals that that person has good intentions. So you you know them by their heart. Um, verse 20 says, Hell and destruction are never full, so the eyes of man are never satisfied. So with wicked people, with wicked, the foolish, the hell and destruction, is this is kind of like what I was talking about with those with those demons, if we open ourselves up to demons, if we open ourselves up to making amends with the devil, if you will, if we open ourselves up to doing that, we got to realize hell and destruction is never full. Our our man-made agenda may be, okay, you know what, I, I, really, I really don't like this person because they did A, B, and C. I really want to destroy them. And then let's say that you get away with that. And guess what? Now pride is boosting you up. Now you're boosted up. Now you feel, now you take it a step further. Like, oh no, can't, nobody can mess with me now. Nobody can mess with me. And now you start, you start making up things. You start making up strife against you and your neighbor just so you can prove yourself. Hell and destruction doesn't want to stop. Hell and destruction is never full. Like I was saying, sometimes that wicked person, you may accept wickedness into your heart and you may be wicked against one person. Say you start out wicked against strangers. Say you start out gossiping against strangers. Soon you'll be gossiping against your family. Then you'll be gossiping against your friends. Hell wants to keep it going. Hell, and then you'll start deceiving other people to be your friend just so you can get their information and gossip about them. Hell is never full. So the eyes of man are never satisfied. There, Hell is always in your ear telling you there's something bigger. There's something greater. There's something more wicked that you can do. Oh, you need a whole bunch of people to fear you. There's something more to gossip about. There's something greater to lie about. There's a, there's a greater lie. Hell is always telling you those things. You know, hell is always talking to you about that. Destruction is always talking to you about those things. So your eyes are never satisfied. You may have, you may have shaked hands with the devil for one agenda, but your eyes after that agenda, you, you are trying to make another one and another one and another one. So we have to be mindful of that, that hell and destruction are never full. You know, they're never satisfied. 
The enemy doesn't like us. He wants every last one of us to go down to hell. He does not want us to tap into our father. He does not want us to get closer to God. He does not want us to be righteous. He doesn't want us to be good. No, he wants us to be destroyed. He only comes to kill, steal, and destroy. That is all he wants. So we have to make sure that we are not listening to hell and destruction because hell and destruction may come in and say, oh, it's okay. I just want to destroy this one person. Let's, let's just gossip about this one person. Let's just lie on this one person or let's just lie about this one thing, about this one good time, just this one thing. Let's just sneak out this one good time. It will never do it again. Let's just sneak out this one good time. Hell is never full. So you gotta, you gotta, you gotta look at yourself in the mirror and say, do do I want to do this for the rest of my life? Do I want to be wicked for the rest of my life? Do I want to have a lying tongue for the rest of the, for the rest of my life? Do I want to be foolish for the rest of my life? Because hell and destruction is never full. It's not going to be full. It's always going to be in my ear saying there's something greater, that there's something better, that there's a better lie, that there's a better person to gossip about. That's what hell and destruction does. So do I do I want to do this? You know, you have to make sure that you you ask yourself, do, do you want to do that? And then in verse 21, it says, The refining pot is for silver and the furnace for gold. And a man is valued by what others say of him. So we are valued not by what we say about ourselves, but by what others say about us. So we just have to make sure that we're not always like talking about ourselves. And even in, even in the... um low confidence sense you know it's not just a prideful thing but you know even having like low confidence and like um in the few chapters back where it's like the words of the righteous are few you you keep your words few you don't always have to explain yourself and that's something that i'm trying to work on too you don't always have to explain yourself you you let your actions explain you you let other people explain who you are you know, you let other people explain your characteristics. You let your heart reveal who you are. That's what you do. You don't always have to talk up yourself. You know, you don't always have to, um, you know, just talk about yourself and glorify yourself and explain yourself. You don't always have to do that. You, you let, you, you let others do that for you 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 be you be the daughter of a king you be the son of a king and you you have people lined up praising you too you know talking about you too so that's what you do you we are royalty we don't princes don't talk for themselves all the time you know they don't go somewhere and just do oh behold your prince is here um the great and almighty prince they don't do all that no they let them other people blow the trumpets and talk for them. They let all those girls that are dancing, all those trumpets, those those instruments that are played, the the um animals that they're riding on, the beautiful colors, you know, they the jewelry, they let all that stuff do the talking for them. And that is what we as the children of a mighty king need to do as well. We need to let our atmosphere, the other people around us and what we have you know, talk for us. That's what we need to do. And then it says, verse 22 says, though you grind a fool in a mortar with a pestle along with crushed grain, yet his foolishness will not depart from him. 
Verse 23 says, Be diligent to know the state of your flocks and attend to your herds. Verse 24 says, For riches are not forever, nor does a crown endure to all generations. Verse 25 says, When the hay is removed and the tender grass shows itself and the herb and the herbs sorry, of the mountain are gathered in. Verse 26 says, The lambs will provide your clothing and the goats the price of a field. Verse 27 says, you shall have enough goat's milk for your food, for the food of your household and the nourishment of your maidservant. So that is the end of chapter 27. And chapter 27 is a blessing just like the others. So I am so excited. You know, we're getting closer and closer to the end. I'm steady thinking about the topics for next month, which is going to be so fun. I am just so excited to have started this podcast. This is really blessed me like it is such a blessing and it's so fun to do and just um you know talking I thought it would be weird at first you know I'm just rambling on now but I thought it would be weird to start a podcast at first and just talking with myself and be like oh my gosh what am I gonna talk about but no the Lord has really been leading me with these podcasts and I am so excited and I am just praying for our growth. Like, I am so excited for our growth. Like, I'm just really excited right now about how much we will grow and how much growth we get from this. And I know that I've been growing, I mean, within the podcast and outside of it as well. Um, I have really been growing with getting closer to God. And I pray that same prayer for, for you all, that you all just experience some growth, not just through the podcast, but growth in yourself and just recognizing your growth and honestly I challenge you all to pray about your growth because sometimes um you don't see it and it's easier because you're looking ahead and so it's easier to be like oh I'm not there yet I'm not there yet I'm not there yet but when you look back and see how much you have conquered and how much God has delivered you from is it's what keeps you pushing you have to have God wants to give us a 360 vision you know, he wants us to have a vision looking towards where we need to be, you know, a vision thanking God for where we are and how we're going to be so much greater and looking back and just praising God for what he's brought you through. God wants us to have a 360 vision. He wants us to look ahead, look at where we're at and look at the past because the past shouldn't bring you down. Sometimes the devil makes the past bring you down, but you have to say, God, Look at where I've came from. Look at how much you have delivered me from. God, look at how much I have conquered, Lord. Like, it is a blessing. Like, I know one day I was just thinking about where I used to be. And I was like, oh my gosh, God is a true deliverer. You know, deliverances of the Lord. Like, there were some things that I was struggling with for like months. And I was like, God, I can't get it right. But then as soon as I decided to say yes to God, as soon as I was like, God, I'm not going to be on the fence anymore. I'm not going to be gray. I'm not going to allow bitter and sweet water to come from the same cup, Lord God. No, I am going to be dedicated to you. You know, I am going to pick which side of the battlefield I will fight on, Lord. When I made that decision, it was like those those months that I couldn't get it right. But that one time of just saying yes to God, that one time of of actually going with the flow of the Lord, he had been pulling me for so long and I've been pulling against him, but going with God, that changed everything. You know, and it changed everything within like weeks, 
within months, something that I couldn't do, but God did. You know, that that just amazed me. And so I am a living testimony that, yes, saying yes to God works, and it works in a way that you wouldn't have imagined. I didn't, I thought saying yes to God would be like, okay, I'm going to say yes to God. That means that I'm going to have to get myself together. I'm going to have to do this. I'm going to have to do that. But no, saying yes to God is saying yes to his will, yes to his way. And you start to desire a love for God where those things, you don't want them, you know, honestly. So I'm just speaking to those people who are struggling. I'm even talking to myself still because there's still more things that I just really and truly want complete deliverance in and want to conquer and want to get better at. But as soon as you say yes to God, it's like, it's like God lighting a fire and it's like, God, I, I want you, you know, now I don't want them anymore. You know, I don't want this. I don't want that. And the devil wants to keep us from seeing that God has so much greater. You know, we hear that so much and it's like, okay, yeah, God has greater, but I'm so attached to this. But no, it's it's reality. God has greater. God's love is so much greater than any sin. God's love is so much greater than a lying tongue. God's love is so much greater than gossip. You, you, you will, like I was saying in the last podcast, when you make God your gossip partner and you intercede for people, that will bless your soul more than it, more than it has blessed your soul to gossip. If you stop having a lying tongue and you you start digging deep into the word of God and get wisdom and knowledge upon your tongue and get life upon your tongue, that will bless you so much greater than lying because you'll be speaking the truth. You'll be valid and you will have people who will talk for you. You will have strangers say, oh my gosh, that person is so knowledgeable. That person is so wise. They have so much wisdom. They are so honest. You know, that will really bless your soul. And I, I'm just saying that as a testimony that, you know, saying yes to God is so real. It is so amazing. It is a blessing. It's me personally, it's more than a blessing than I ever thought it would be. So I can say that this really, this tapping into God, you know, that your own personal journey, my own personal journey, the podcast, everything, this just tapping into God is something that works and it's something so amazing and so much greater than what this life has to bring so much greater than what hell and destruction want for us you know it's it's so much better to be hungry you know it's so though our eyes though the scales on our eyes see that thing is bitter when it gets to our mouths it's gonna taste so sweet you know we we have to tell god god i'm not gonna be satisfied you know, you are the God that is more than enough. So it will be foolish to have a God that is more than enough and be satisfied. It is foolish to go to a buffet and get one plate. That That's foolish. You know, you you go and you, you get a few plates. You know, you go to a buffet and you get a lot of stuff. It's foolish to have a burger place across the street yet you go to a buffet and all you have is one plate full of with a burger one burger and a handful of fries that's foolish you know that is foolish to do so it's foolish to come to god and get one plate of god and say god i'm satisfied nope god i'll trample over the honeycomb because i'm satisfied versus saying god i'll eat the i'll eat the bitter things because i know when they get upon my tongue they're gonna taste so sweet so yes that is where we need to be in god we need to be at that place 
where we truly are hungry. Like we we come to God hungry. We wake up hungry. We go to bed hungry. We wake up even hungrier. In the noonday, we are hungry. Every second, we get hungry and hungry. And as we're putting, as we're taking the things that look to the scales over our eyes that look so bitter, but when they get to our mouth, they taste so sweet because God calls things to be as they are not so, you know? So we have to make sure that we are hungry for God and hungry for everything of God. The persecution, the stepping back, the being cordial with the talebearers, the the rebuking people openly. We have to make sure that we are hungry for everything that comes with God. We have to make sure that we have that hungry, that hunger for the bitter and the sweet things. We have to make sure that we are hungry. So I encourage you all today just to, in your own words, even if you want to repeat after me, you know, in your own words, just pray a prayer and say, God, I'm hungry. I'm going to be hungry. God, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be hungry for the things that look bitter. And I'm definitely going to be hungry for the things that I know are sweet. You know, I'm going to be hungry for it all. I'm going to hunger for the honeycomb and I'm going to hunger for the things that just look so bitter. I'm going to hunger for the persecution, Lord God. I'm going to hunger for the rebuking of people openly, Lord God. I'm going to hunger for the wisdom. I'm going to hunger for the rejection, Lord God. I'm going to hunger for the stepping back. I'm going to hunger for sharpening my friends, Lord God. I'm going to hunger for instead of gossiping, start interceding. Lord God, I'm going to hunger for those things. We have to say that in our hearts. We have to say that in our hearts. God, I'm going to hunger. I'm going to be hungry. You know, I am going to be hungry until the day I die, Lord God. I am going to be hungry. So yes, I challenge you with that. I challenge you all with that today is just to, in your own words, just say, God, I'm going to be hungry. I am going to start hungering after you because I know those those things look bitter as soon as they get up to my lips as soon as my tongue touches them they will be made sweet and they will taste so satis so satisfying unto me they will satisfy my soul my soul will not be satisfied I won't have a satisfied soul but it will satisfy me you know it will satisfy there's a difference between having a satisfied soul and your soul your hungry soul being satisfied you know there's a difference so yes we just have to get to that place (laughs) so I'm going to leave you all with that and I pray that you have blessed day and I just I am so excited for our growth. And also, as always, just connect your faith with God's promises. Connect your faith. And one of the promises that I just I just keep on going back to, one of the promises of this chapter is that as soon as those bitter things get to your mouth, they're gonna be sweet. That so whenever, whenever you see, whenever you see something that says persecution. Whenever you see something that says rebuke somebody openly, whenever you see something that says step back from your family, whenever you see something that says that you can't hang with the tail bearers, that you cannot hang with the lying tongues, whenever you see something that says rejection, whenever you see something that says those things, just know, though they look so bitter, when they get to my mouth, they're going to taste sweet. And that, so you walk in those things boldly because you're connecting your faith with God's promise. So yes, I am going to leave you all with that. And I am so excited for our growth. Oh my gosh, I'm just 
really excited. It just excites me so much because I'm so hungry. You know, I'm trying to get even hungrier. So, yes, I will leave you all with that. And I pray that you have a blessed day and goodbye.